Hey everyone, welcome to Friends and Factoids. This is Devin. This is Stephanie. Welcome to our bonus-ode. Bonus-ode. I like it. (laughs) It'd be the bonus coronation episode today. So I wanted to do a segment about the coronation before the coronation and um, just realized it's this weekend. So we decided to throw together something super quick. And at least I was fascinated with the um, the objects that they use in the ceremony and that kind of stuff. So I just found out. Yeah. So I just found out some. I found some information. So it's not a totally put together segment, but it's got some good info. Follow along. And it's uh, (laughs) a follow along. (laughs) We got told, didn't we? Um, Yeah. And it's good because I've only heard it like, you know, certain shows. Because, of course, in Frozen with Elsa. Oh, they have that too. (laughs) But I'm actually, I'm really thinking more back. There is, um, I think it's like a care, the Care Bears, one of the Care Bears. Oh my gosh, really? Something and there's a coronation. I remember the princess. Oh my gosh. I'm going to look that up. That just like popped in my head about the coronation. <laughs> I can see the whole cartoon. You, she you relate a- everything back to cartoons <laughs> and old TV. It cracks me up. All right. Let's get on with this because I couldn't think back for a while. It'll come to me. I'll have it at some point in my head what it was. So a lot of the info that I found was from Britannica.com. And I also went to the Royal.UK websites for a lot of the information as well. So um, you know, of course, with a little bit of Wikipedia mixed in there. So, yeah, that's random. Or usual. <laughs> usual factoidy uh, information. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out a little, like, how to go about all of this. And so when I started looking into it, it was talking more about the coronation regalia, the, the crown jewels and all of that stuff. And so that's kind of where I took it, was talking about the actual, like, objects that they use in the ceremony. Um, so they all have symbolic meaning. They represent the responsibilities and the powers of the sovereign. So the first one is actually the coronation spoon. It's the oldest piece of regalia, although it wasn't used in the coronation until the crowning of James the first in 1603. It's the spoon that actually holds the holy oil that is used to announce the sovereign. So, A quote that I read, um, and I believe it was from Britannica, says that the fact that the spoon even exists is astonishing given the English civil wars between 1642 to 1651. The monarchy was overthrown as Charles I was beheaded in 1649 and his heir, Charles II, was forced to flee in 1651. Oliver Cromwell ordered all of the regalia to be destroyed and all except this spoon were either broken or melted down. It was sold to a man who was a member of the royal household. And then when Charles II returned as the king, the spoon, he was given the spoon back. And it's been used in every coronation since. So I think it's cool that it came back at Charles II. And now we're going to be, I don't, is coronating a word? (laughs) Now, King Charles III is now who's going to be going through his coronation. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of neat. (laughs) <laughs> so it was re- it was um, first recorded in 1349. It's the only piece of work from St. Edward to survive from the 12th century. Oh. Um, yeah. So it's a Neat. silver gilt spoon. It's about 10 and a half inches or 26.7 centimeters long. It's covered in intricate gra- engravings. Um, the bowl part of the spoon is actually divided long ways in half. And I'll post pictures so everyone, you know, on our Instagram and Facebook 
um, join if you haven't. Friends and factoids um, can can follow along and see. But the bowl part is divided in half, okay. and a monster's head joins the bowl part of the spoon to the handle. So there's like a monster head. Um, and then the handle contains other monster's head and four pearls. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool to see that it's picture. Super cool. So the other, um, one of the other regalia that is used is St. Edward's crown. So although only three people are allowed to handle this crown, the monarch himself or herself, the Archbishop of Canterbury, and the crown jeweler. So it's only the person who's actually doing the coronation, the person who's being coronated, and the person who put the thing together himself that is able to do this, that is able to touch St. Edward's crown. There are several crowns, but St. Edward's is the one we're talking about right now. So this one is the most important. It's only used at the mo- at the moment of crowning during the coronation. It's not even used like they don't wear it out of the coronation or anything oh, like just that. Just symb- symbolize yeah. this one crown just on your head for a couple <clears throat> seconds, and yep. then you get the replacement one that you get to wear all the time. Yes, it's a mm-hmm. solid gold frame with four crosses and four fleur de lis and arches mounted by a cross. In um, 1911, so until 1911, mm-hmm. precious stones were borrowed and inlaid, and then they were given back after the coronation. Oh. So it was just this gold thing. So then in 1911, George V had it fitted with semi-precious stones, including rubies, amethysts, sapphires, garnets, topazes, and tourmalines. It has a purple velvet cap and an ermine, er, ermine or ermine, I don't know how to pronounce that word, but like mink, like oh. a mink band. Um, and it weighs about five pounds. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. So another crown is called the Imperial State Crown. It's more commonly used. Um, it's used actually during the, if you've ever watched um, the opening of Parliament every year, that is the, the crown that the Queen wore. So QE2 also wore it upon leaving the coronation. It's made of gold, silver, and platinum, and it has 2,868 diamonds, 17 sapphires, 11 emeralds, 269 poor pearls, and four rubies. And the biggest diamond is the Kulanan 2. And I'll get into the Kulanan as we get a little bit further because there's other Kulanan 1, 3, 4. They're used in different uh, items of these. Okay. But they are all broken from the Kulanan, which is the largest single diamond ever found. Okay, so broken off of that. Broken and off then of that. Put into Correct. All these different items. Okay. Correct. So the coronation chair. This one I actually thought is. It cracks me <laughs> up a little bit. I want to know if you're gonna think if it, you're thinking what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Oh, I no nope. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not. But only because I know wh- where this where I'm going with this and it just cracks me up because you think of this chair, right? Oh, it's- I'm thinking of the, the Grinch movie when they put him in the chair at Jubilee. And I'm thinking of well, the <laughs> it's kind chair. of it is kind of like that so it's only used during the coronation okay. and it was made for edward the first it was intended to enclose the stone of scone it's a block of sandstone that is a symbol of scottish sovereignty it is known that henry the fourth was crowned in the chair in 1399 um it's a high-backed chair made of oak it stands six feet nine inches or just over two meters tall it's decorated with gold gilt animals and foliage, and the back actually has an image of Edward the Confessor or Edward I on it. The king's feet 
are on a lion, like on the sides. And mm-hmm. then later there was an addition of four gilt, like four gold lions around the chair's base. Um, under it used to be the stone of scone was uh, enclosed in decorative panels, but those have since been removed. So apparently the coronation chair was not a really well guarded regalia piece, which I find like you would crazy. think it's the chair. Exactly. All these, like, yeah. So apparently in the 18th and 19th centuries, <laughs> school children were able to like see this thing, but like not museum. They were allowed to like sit in it. Like go hang out on it. Yeah. So there's lots of graffiti on it. I'm like, get their picture taken, but I don't know when photography um, came out. <laughs> let's just say that there is graffiti yeah. on the chair that actually says, P. Abbott slept in this chair 5th through 6th July, 1800 on the oh, actual seat. <laughs> And I just thought it was so that funny. That is so cute. But there's graffiti. I think that's cute that it's in there, that there's graffiti Graffiti on, it. on the coronation that chair. That someone was still thinking to write like that, like, know. you know, like, I was here, and then the date, or, like, the silly things you'd write. Yep, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So funny. Yeah, so, humans haven't changed that much. Uh, no. No. If anything, they've just gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> so another item is the Sovereign's Scepter with the Cross. Ooh, scepter. So, yes. There's several scepters. Um, so there's two, two jeweled encrusted scepters are used during the coronation. One is the sovereign scepter with the cross. And that's one you've probably seen more of. Again, I will post pictures of both of them. And then the other is the sovereign scepter with the dove. So the one with the dove, I'm trying to see if I actually came up with it in a different spot and I didn't. Okay. So the sovereign scepter with the dove is also known as the rod of equity and mercy. It represents the spiritual role of the monarch. Um, And it's also relatively simple in comparison to the sovereign's um, scepter with the cross. So the scepter with the cross is best known for the Kulanon one diamond. It is a 530.2 carat diamond. It is the largest colorless diamond in the world and was cut from the largest diamond ever found, it was 3,106 carats. Holy crap. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> it was discovered in South America in 1905. The Kulanon One was added to the scepter in 1910. It represents the monarch's temporal power. It is handed along with other items to the new monarch during the ceremony. The scepter is a gold rod that is about 36 inches or 92 centimeters long and weighs about two and a half pounds. It's divided into three sections, the top, which has the Kulanon one diamond enclosed in a heart structure. Above it are other jewels, including an amethyst and a cross encrusted with diamonds and an emerald. And then below is a crown-like structure with rubies and diamonds. So it's reported to have 333 diamonds, 31 rubies, 15 emeralds, and seven sapphires. I know, right? Then we get to the sovereign's orb. Um, or what I like to think of, if you've ever had Chambord, the liqueur, oh. it looks like that. Yes, yes. It's the round, the round liquor bottle with the gold around you it. always had Chambord. I did. You, I used to love. More drinking days. Yes. Chambord sour. That was my favorite. Was it with Chambord and what, what did you mix with it? What was it? Uh, well, sour mix, or I'd put Sprite with it, or right, anything right. like that. Seven Up, Chambord sours. Yep, so fancy sounding, <laughs> bottle fancy looking. It's like an orb from. It's, a- <laughs> it's the sovereign's orb. See, 
I was practicing my queenhood all the way back then. So the sovereign's orb, it's actually a golden sphere mounted by a cross. It represents the Christian world and the belief that the monarch's power comes from God. The orb is dated back to 1661, and it's placed into the right hand of the new monarch. The orb itself is hollow and weighs about two and a half pounds. It has various gems, including nine emeralds, 18 rubies, nine sapphires, 365 diamonds, and 375 pearls. Yeah. The center of the cross features a sapphire on one side and an emerald on the other. Put all this together. Oh, my God. I don't even. (laughs) So all of these um, artifacts are considered priceless. And as such, there is no insurance on them. Because they are completely priceless. You can't even put a price on mm-hmm. it, on how much that they are. Because more, a lot of it is sentimental value, too. Or like or the historical. Represents, yeah, yeah. It's historical and what it represents. There's yeah. only been one known attempt at stealing them. In 1671, Thomas Blood and other robbers went to the Tower of London, where they overpowered the keeper of the jewels and briefly had possession. And it was reported that the orb was hidden in his pants. <laughs> They were caught. Is that an orb in your pants? Are you just happy to see me? They were caught as they left the tower and Charles II actually pardoned him. I was really shocked. They didn't just off with your head and, you know. Well, yes, yes. Right? Whatever. I attempt it. You didn't get far. I know my security's good. (laughs) I'll let you live another day. (laughs) So the sword of state, it symbolizes royal authority. It's a steel blade with a silver gilt hilt enclosed in a wooden scabbard that is covered in velvet. The sword is carried upwards. I've always wondered about that. Like they carry their swords facing the sky um, and the scabbard has on it a coat of arms from King William III. And that's, um, I think I talk about it in here, why they hold it, why they carry it up. Um, Let's see. Okay. So there are three other swords that are used. So the sword of temporal justice signifies the monarch as the head of the armed forces. The sword of spiritual justice signifies the monarch as defender of the faith and the sword of mercy or Kirtana. It has a blunted tip and it symbolizes the monarch's mercy. Oh yeah. So these were first used in the coronation of King Charles the first in 1626. And, um, the actual blades date back to the 16th century. The gilt iron hilts and wire bound grips were from the early 17th century. Oh, wow. So these swords are all carried upwards without their scabbards pointing mm-hmm. towards the sky. Um, the chrism oil, which they will be anointed with because they're both getting coronation. This isn't only King Charles. Camillo will be coronated as well. Okay, yes. yes. Um, so the chrism oil with which they will be anointed was consecrated in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, <laughs> the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem in March. So it's held in what is called the ampulla. It's an eagle. It's a golden eagle, and it's shaped with its outspread wings. And that's where the oil is held from. And the oil actually comes out of a hole in the beak. And it goes from there into the spoon that we talked about earlier. Oh. And then they use from the spoon spoon. and do the anointing. So the eagle, the golden eagle shaped um, ampulla, which is what they call it, it's been used since the coronation of King Charles in 1661. There are also, and I'd never even seen or heard of this, but apparently there are spurs, like real spurs, what we would all think of spurs for their boots. Yeah. They're made, they were made in 1661 from King Charles II. They're made of gold, leather, and velvet, and they symbolize the knighthood being knighted. So 
Um, they're actually is called two armills, which if you think of them as like really wide bracelets. Wonder Woman. Yes, exactly. Yes, like Wonder Woman. Yes. So they were made from gold and enamel and lined with velvet, and they are ancient symbols of knighthood and military leadership. They have been called the bracelets of sincerity and wisdom. Then we get to the rings. So the sovereign's ring is composed of a sapphire, and it actually has rubies over the top, and it's surrounded with diamonds. It was made for King William IV in 1831 and has been used ever since. So the queen consort's ring has a large ruby in a gold setting and was made for the coronation of King William IV and Queen Adelaide in 1831. It has also been used three other times by Queen Alexandra, Queen Mary, and Queen Elizabeth. Um, and so for this year, the Queen Mary's crown was chosen by the Queen Consort, and additions are right now being made to the crown, like the inclusion of the Kulanon three, four, and five diamonds that were a part of Queen Elizabeth II's personal jewelry collection. They're being inlaid oh into the crown that she yeah, will wear. She will. Yes, yeah. It's crazy. I'm just, <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, but I'm just giggling because I just have this like picture in my head. <laughs> It's of King Charles. I'm so mm-hmm. ignorant to the royal stuff. I apologize. I should know, especially <laughs> Canada and our allegiance to the British and everything. Right? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I'm just picturing him standing there and all of a sudden, the scepter of blah, blah, sir. And he has to hold it. And then the crown of blah, and that crown gets well, put on. And I believe and then- <laughs> that some of them, but some of them he will, he will be carrying like. Right. Oh, I know. T- but like- I'm just picturing them just adding all this stuff. And here's the ring of this. Right. Like, what you just said, the, the ring. I just think. He's at the end just like holding all of this jewels and diamonds. And it's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all heavy. I just think, honestly, that, like, it's so cool to be living in a time where this is going to happen because, you know, she reigned for 70 years. Yeah. So, like, it's just so crazy to be alive in a time where, like, yeah, we, we, I felt like it would probably happen during our lifetime, right? She wasn't going to live forever. She was 96 years old when she passed last year. Yeah. And so I think it was September 16th, actually. Don't ask why I remember weird things like that, but I do, but it's what I do. Um, But I just, I don't know. I think it's so cool and I love the ceremony and all of that. I could give a shit less about Harry and Meghan and all that bullshit. I don't care. I like the history of the tradition being carried on and the fact that- I think that is so cool. Even like 1500s, like- And these artifacts that are just- Around so that cool. And, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I could give two shits less whether yeah. William like and the history. Th- yeah. yeah, what they all symbolize and that they're still being passed on and yeah. used. And I hope way. I get to be alive long enough to see William become king too so I can watch another coronation because I think that even that would be super cool. Mm-hmm. I know I won't be alive when George becomes king, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, But uh, hopefully I'll get to see two. That'd be freaking that awesome. That would be cool. I mean, not that I want King Charles to die right away, but, you know, <laughs> just saying, just there, saying. So <laughs> happening this week, Saturday, May 6th, is the coronation of the king and queen consort. So this comes directly from the royal.uk website. It will take place at Westminster Abbey. It will be conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury. They will arrive in what's called the King's Procession from Buckingham Palace. And after the service, they'll return to the palace in a larger procession called the Coronation Procession. They will appear on the balcony with members of the royal family, and it will conclude the ceremonial events. 
Then on Sunday, a special coronation concert is going is staged and broadcast live. So there'll also be a quote unquote, they're calling it the big lunch, where neighborhoods and communities will celebrate across the country. Yeah, so I thought it was super cool. Then on Monday, May 8th, which I think is even cooler, they're calling it the Big Help Out. It occurs, it's going to occur all across the country, and it's an event to encourage people to try volunteering for themselves and join in work being undertaken in their local areas all across England. Yeah. So, you know, obviously feel free to check out more details to all of our British listeners. Go to the royal.uk website. There are links to all of the local events that you can be a part of. I think that would just be absolutely amazing to be a part of something like that. I'm actually watch it too. Oh, I'm so going to watch it. I know you are. You're all over it. I'm so going to watch it. But I'm like, oh, I might have to watch it just to see some of these uh, artifacts. Yeah. And I don't know. how it's done. And I don't know how much of the actual ceremony we'll actually be able to see. Right. Um, they actually did say in here, one of the things that I was reading about the anointing with the oil, that they actually had like a cover come down. So that part wasn't witnessed for Queen Elizabeth II okay. by people. So Who I, knows what it'll be now, right? Because right? it's been I, so long. Exactly. So. Well, and now there's kind of two of them. Like it, it's kind of yeah, weird. So and just with our whole social media times I, now, when you think of it Right. Now, is that right? going to be a protected sacred? Or is it something that they'll put out there because we have a means to put more out there? Will they allow people to see more? Right. Right. So yep. all, those, all those questions. But if not, you know, questions. we'll be getting the elbow, elbow, hand, hand waves, oh, of yes, course, yes. I'm sure from the, you <laughs> it's know. It's always interesting just to see how many people. Oh, and I, just, I think it's just fascinating that the whole country comes together with such a reverent and happy, like, it's so amazing. It's an outpouring of love when the royals it's an, are Well, and there. especially, yeah. and, and I don't know if maybe it's like that in our lifetime because the queen was so, Queen Elizabeth II was so well regarded and so mm-hmm. well loved and probably the least fucked up of everyone in her damn family that it's just... That it was more of an outpouring of love for her. It'll be interesting to see as the years go on what it kind of turns into if the allegiance is still there for for King Charles and that kind of stuff. Um, It'll just be interesting to see how it all kind of rolls out. But I can see King William becoming uh, a big deal when uh, when he becomes king. So we'll see. We'll see. But it'll just be interesting. I just think the whole thing is just, it's super cool. Oh, good. You've inspired me. I might actually watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Any uh, of you out planning on watching it, let us know. Hit us up on yeah. Friends and Factoids on Facebook and Instagram or friends, the letter N, factoids at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it soon. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show today. We would love for you to email any fun facts based on our chat or comments to friendsandfactoids at gmail.com. That's friends, the letter N, factoids at gmail.com. We'd also love to have you along for our next episode. You can subscribe to our show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please rate and review us. We appreciate the feedback and it also helps us to be discovered by more people. Always remember, you're beautiful inside and out.